So this is GTFM uh, on the line, and at the moment, I am honoured to have the uh, lead singer of one of the biggest bands of the 80s and 90s. I've got Marty Pello on the line. A uh, very good morning to you, Marty Pello. How are you doing? Thanks, Gavin, for having me. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm absolutely fantastic, and thank you for such a lovely, a lovely intro there, talking about uh, how I, you know, I was the singer for Way Without Way. That's, that's just magic. You know, in the 80s and 90s, that's what I did. You know, Great times. This year actually would be your 40th anniversary to uh, setting up Where 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 back in the day. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what's your memory of, uh, of of setting up Where 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 in the early, early days? Oh, the very early days was just four guys all at school dreaming about maybe starting a band. You know, that's how I always remember fondly, you know, uh, the, my times of, you know, of the end of the beginning of, of my career where you're just, you're basing everything on a dream, really. And, you know, light-minded folks wishing that we could be on top of the pops one day and all those things would come uh, to be true, which was uh, fantastic, Gavin. So when I think back to the early days of just being in school and thinking, wouldn't it be great if, you know, we could get a band and write our own songs and stuff like that? So we're always very driven, even uh, as teenagers, I remember that being very positive. Did you ever think in those early days that the band would become as as big as it did? (laughs) Aye. Absolutely. I think uh, uh, go big or go home, as they say, you know, but I think that when, uh, if you're going to dream, then, you know, don't put yourself in a box. I think you just, I think I'm a great believer if you put it out there, those things can happen. And I think when you surround yourself with people who have uh, dreams also, then, you know, it's a good day at the office. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just, uh, uh, and that's what happened, you know, initially it was only the four of us and then it went on to millions of people, um, you know, buying into that, that uh, sound and, uh, and those wonderful, wonderful songs. And, of course, in your 40-year career, you, you must have some highlights. Run, just run through some of your, your big highlights uh, with us. Well, I think that, you know, I think if you're... Uh, sorry, but, uh, I think if you're thinking about things like uh, highlights, I guess it has to be, the, uh, you know, when you first hear your record on the radio or when you have your first number one song or... You know, things that are dictated like that about your, uh, or your wishes and aspirations. But I think my biggest thing for me is to be able to have a career that spans decades. That's something that I always wanted to have, you know, rather, you know, on the highs or, or a byproduct of a career that you that has longevity. And, you know, and I think that the older you get, your wants and your needs from your career changes, Gavin. And, and uh, uh, you know, for me, it's about being able to been able to go and tour and been able to go and sing those songs that people remember me for and hopefully songs that uh, you know that uh, they will discover from uh, you know from my solo work also and, and that, that that's you know I've no big plan I just want to continue being a singer songwriter and and having a love and passion for what I do, Gavin. Now, of course, one of the uh, big highlights of your career is uh, having one of the longest uh, runs at number one in the single charts uh, back in the 90s with uh, uh-huh. Love Is All Around, literally just by, beaten by Brian Adams by one week. Uh, oh, that yeah. must have been a, a massive moment in your career, that one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm so much so we're talking about it today after all those years. And I think it's something that's, yeah, you know, for me, it never ceases to amaze me, but, uh, especially at that time, the amount of weeks that it stayed there. And, uh, uh, it was a phenomenal time uh, uh, in my career. You know, and I still sing that song today. Mm. And it's, you know, it's, it's kind of woven its way into the fabric of, of lots of people's lives. And I think that, 
it's great to have that in your uh, in your back catalogue, you know, a song like that that kind of unifies the room instantly. Obviously, when you put it out and it got to number one in the first place, didn't kind of think, imagine it would be number one for fifteen weeks. Uh, was was you um like you know every week you know you know it got to twelve weeks, thirteen weeks. You thinking, oh, you know, I really want to get Brian Adams now on his record. Was was that my was that thought in your mind at any point? No, no. If anything, if anything, uh, you know, at the tail end of the the the, the journey of that song, uh, 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 the media picked up on that, and that was more a will it be the longest run? Will it be rather than define it, uh, defining it as a you know a good pop song that was in a a, a great movie? And mm. that's what was paramount. You know what? You know, I certainly haven't lost any sleep over one of the most longest women, number one of all time. I think I actually sold more records from that point of view. I think it's the biggest selling love song of all time in the UK, which is a great thing. Absolutely. Of all time. I mean, my God. Well done, Reg Presley, when he wrote that around his kitchen table in the, in the 60s. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing is that he's actually said he made more money off your version of it through the royalties than what he did for, through his original. So Isn't you keep that it in fantastic? The... <laughs> it was such a lovely man. Keep him uh, in retirement. Great. Yeah, bring it on. And of course, that was the film soundtrack as well to uh, one of the biggest uh, movies in the nineties as well, Four Weddings and a Funeral. How did how did the, uh, the track uh, come about being in the soundtrack to the film? Well, we got up, uh, approached by uh, Richard Curtis, uh, the director of the movie, and it was a uh, it was a movie that was made by Universal, and we were on Universal. That was a record company, and. So they were kind of drawn from all the artists that they had to be part of the soundtrack. And uh, we managed to get in there with Love Is All Around. And I think uh, uh, initially we'd missed the, the, the chance, the opportunity to get on the movie, but they re-edited it. Or so they did something after they showed it at the Sundance Festival. And uh, we were in there. And by all accounts, they were going for the Elton John song, Let's Get Married. But ours seemed to be... Uh, gra- uh, you know, I seem to be the one that uh, the folks gravitated from uh, the soundtrack, which I didn't have a problem with. But you know, I just think it's a, a simple pop song and, and and being part of a lovely movie and great movie it is as well. Like I said, one of the biggest movies of the nineties. Uh, so yeah, where where where? Um, well, they they split back in nineteen ninety seven, and uh, then you went on to uh, launch your own solo career with your uh, solo album Smile coming out in two thousand and one. Tell us a bit about your uh, your solo journey. You know, I think, you know, until now I've I've made double or whatever it is. I think I've made like 13, 13 solo albums. Mm. I've only ever made six with the Wet Wet Wet. You know, so I, I, I've been very prolific in that world. And something I enjoy, you know, as a singer-songwriter. You know, I enjoy to keep pushing myself and trying different genres of music or just the projects that float my, uh, float my boat. You know, whether I know that's a jazz album or recording in Memphis or... You know, or, you know, or doing, or working on, you know, doing heavy orchestrated work, you know, mm. with uh, orchestras and stuff like that, you know, which I, which I thoroughly enjoy. And so, hi, very eclectic uh, solo career. And uh, you've got a great sit store now coming up on the 24th of April. What can we expect from that? Clues in the title there, Gavin. You know, clues clues in, the in the title. But uh, my plan is, uh, you know, to celebrate all that work, you know, whether it's with uh, where, where are the songs that I've had as a solo artist, songs that people remember me for, or, you know, have an association. Uh, I think, uh, you know, my plan was really dictated by what I was being asked, you know, by the uh, people who enjoy my music. They wanted to come out and have a, a no-brainer of a night. It's more about entertaining than educating. 
you know. So this is this is just bringing out the big guns and singing all those songs that people love me for for singing. Really, you know whether or not that's uh, songs from Goodnight Girl, Angel Eyes, or Sweet Little Mystery, or you know all those all those big radio hits. That's the uh, that was my plan to come out and you know, just celebrate that work. Absolutely. And uh, what what's the plan then for uh, after the tour then? Um, are you looking at putting out some more new music or you, uh, is there anything in the pipe work? Yeah, that's exactly right, Gavin. You know, it's the same thing for me. You know, I continue as a singer-songwriter to, you know, work on new projects and work on my own music, uh, make a new album, working on a musical. Um, uh, yeah, I've got various, various projects going on at the moment that will come, that will unfold uh, you know, as the years progress, I think it's always good to, to stay busy and try and, you know, do, I might do some more musical theatre. That's always an option for me now, you know, having did several shows now in that, in that genre. So, mm. ah, keep busy. In rocket science, what I do, Gavin, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> and is there any, um, you know, any, any prospect of the band getting back together at some point? So. <sighs> Thanks for asking, but uh, you know I'm, I'm very much just focusing on my own work. Fair enough. That's, that's all good. It's all good. So you had an album out last year, then uh, called Stargazer. Ah, sure did. Ah, lovely. Uh, yeah, that was uh, one of my new albums. Um, yeah, did, did phenomenally well for me. Even though uh, I put it out during the, the, the last year, it was, yeah, it was one of the biggest albums I've had in a long time. And uh, I was I was very surprised with that. But I think people were just gravitating to eating up uh, new music. Because they had, uh, you know, it was, you know, I'm not saying because of lockdown, but, you know, I did a lot of things during lockdown, lo- uh, uh, like, you know, singing for, uh, on my Facebook and all that sort of thing, you know, and that, that was just a wonderful experience for me. So, you know, I had an audience there uh, doing that, you know, go up to my spare bedroom and sing a song and, you know, I, I don't know, I hang and read something like 13, 14 million people and you think to yourself, wow, that's insane. Now, Particularly during lockdown as well, must have been a, a, a really a, a strange time to release music, I guess, because of course you couldn't go out and you couldn't tour it. Um. Yeah. Well, you know, I think what you've got to do, Gavin, as a songwriter, is, uh, uh, you know, I was cool with sitting, uh, uh, with, sitting with myself, and uh, you know, that was great. That was the most time I'd spent at home in, in 30 years, you know, so I, I was down with that, and uh, you know, I'm a very productive person anyway, and uh, you know, so for me, you know, whether or not I was doing these lockdown sessions or whether or not I was doing, I was being prolific as a writer, I think it's, it's, it's in my DNA to, to use that time and, and put it in a positive thing, you know, put a positive spin on it and, you know, and enjoy myself, you know, as much as I could within the parameters of having the garden gate closed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a bit of a strange time for all of us. Well, you know, we, we seem to be marching out of that and, uh, you know, people are coming along and, and embracing you know, theatre and music uh, again with great love and passion because it's something that's, uh, you know, that that we enjoy, the power of the collective and sharing a live experience. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to seeing you in Cardiff at the St. David's Hall, 24th of April. Make sure you get tickets for that. It's the greatest hits of Marty Pello, so uh, some of his biggest hits, uh, you know, with wet, 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 and on his own as well. Um, so, um, so, yeah, thank you very much for your time today, Marty Pello. Absolutely fantastic to uh, speak to you. Ah, Gavin, it's been, uh, thank you very much for looking after me and I thoroughly enjoyed my wee interview with you and I'm uh, really looking forward to coming, you know, and singing. Absolutely. I always, get well, I always get well looked after in Cardiff, you know, so 
Here we go, bring on some David Tull. Hey, nobody parties like the Welsh, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> hey, just remember, no Marty, no party. <laughs> That's the way, mate, yeah. That's the way. <laughs> Fantastic. It's been brilliant speaking to you today. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck with your tour. And uh, we'll look, look forward to uh, new stuff from you uh, and you know, hear more from you very soon. Oh, thank you very much, Gavin. It's been a pleasure.